0: We're going to have a vocabulary lesson. We're going to learn a vocabulary word today. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have young daughters, and they are very passionate about the elementary things of their life. We were on vacation a couple weeks ago, and we went to Florida, and we were at the pool all by ourselves. I have two daughters and two sons. My two daughters are very, very different personalities. So I go to the daddy-daughter dance last night. My oldest daughter, like, only dance with dad, you know? But my younger daughter, I'm like, hey, Em, you wanna dance? She's like, no, I'm good. (laughs) So my preschool daughter, the whole night didn't dance with her once. I look over and she's like doing the train thing and she's the front in the line and there's like a line of children behind her. She's not even on the dance floor, y'all. She's like around the back of the other fathers, like against the wall like this, like all in her own like world. I took a video because I was like, this is just amazing. Like, I'm, I'm so impressed that this little five-year-old is, like, taking the thing over, you know? And she didn't want to dance to me once. So the same thing happened when we were at um, vacation. So we're at the pool, and it's just my family. It's kind of at night. And this 12-year-old boy shows up, you know? It's my first, like, encounter where I'm, like, watching things go down at the pool, you know? A 12-year-old Colin shows up. And Colin's like showing off. And my girls are tiny, like seven and five, you know? I'm like, all right, bro, like chill out, man. Like doing flips in the pool. I'm like, I think you're so big, you know, little kid. Slowly but surely, I watch this kid like merge over and like wanna talk to the girls. And and Blakely like won't look up, you know? She's like looking down and she won't look at this kid in the face. And she's like, "Dad, dad, you know, all shy. And Emery, I see her like, just like, keeping eyes locked you know and she like slowly moves over and she's like so Colin what's 20 plus 20. I was like I looked at this the dad moment I'm like don't laugh don't laugh but I was like what is this kid gonna say right now he was like uh 40. (laughs) The weirdest interaction ever But it was so hilarious because I was just thinking about those elementary school days and like those foundational principles we all live by. We don't think about them. But to them, it's like a monstrously amazing, you know, 20 plus 20. Do you know what 20 plus 20 is, Colin? (laughs) It's like a status symbol, you know. So today I want to have a vocabulary lesson and I want to talk about the word justification. If you could... Would you ask God just to talk to you in the way that you need him to speak to you? I believe every single one of us in this room needs to hear from the king. Here's what I lived a lot of my life coming into a room like this or to assemblies or whatever it is, not really expecting much, to be honest with you. God in the motions of this thing and we're like, well, let's sing a couple songs, listen to a guy rant on and I'll see you next week. And I maybe changed a little bit. You know what I mean? But I, I, encountering the presence of the living God transformed my life. And I believe that that person wants to encounter you and meet you right where you are. Whether you've just begun to meet him, whether you're brand new, whether you have no idea, whether you're long down the road, I believe he wants to show you brand new encounters with him. Would you invite him to speak to you in the way that you need to be spoken to? Right where you are, let's bow our head. Let's just ask him. Jesus, speak to us. Father, we come to you not because we have done something special, not because we have earned our way to this place Because we have received what you have done for us, we step in, and we ask that you would speak to us, reveal to us, even maybe deeper, your truth that you desire to reveal to the entire world. Help it to take root in our life, that it would produce something that goes beyond ourselves. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In John 18, at the end of Jesus' life, do you know why Jesus actually came and showed up in the world? Do you know why? Pilate looked at Jesus and said, "Uh, hey, they call you king of the Jews. What's the truth? And he says, actually, I was born and I came into the world to testify to the truth. I came to show, to live out the truth. That's why Jesus came. Did you know Jesus came to reveal the truth? Pilate then looked at him and said, what is truth you see apart from jesus what is truth y'all that is the big discussion of today what is true and the reason i have landed on the truth being the person of jesus not just my own personal encounter with him but the historical documentation that a man named jesus said what he said led a bunch of people who ended up giving up their lives saying This guy resurrected from the dead, and I saw it, heard it, and now I'm telling you the message he gave us. This is the reason I decided to pursue Jesus. When I pursued Jesus, he opened up something in the Spirit and came upon, and this truth was confirmed by my personal experience. If you have not had an encounter with the presence of God, I believe he wants to encounter you. But sometimes I think we make that encounter something different than it really is. So let's look at a word today and maybe go on the journey of discovering more what it looks like. Everybody comes out of the mother's womb looking for justice. We like justice. Anybody? Remember being a kid and your sister, you would wake up early before your parents. I'm just telling you my personal life. I'm not projecting, but this is what happened. Would wake up. My sister would be earlier than me. I would come down. I have a desire to watch cartoons. She has the channel changer and she says, Absolutely not. And she starts taunting me with the channel changer, right? Come on now, somebody. Remember? I got it. I was at first. I'm right. I can stand. Flaunt it in my face. And then I'm going to slap you, you know, because I want justice. Like, you deserve this. We would get in a fight. My dad would hear boom, boom, Butch, boom, 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 you know, come on. I'm like, oh, shoot, justice is coming for me now, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> my life, you know. Come on, Butch. I love you, man. We come out looking for justice. Think about movies. We love justice movies. Think about, what, 2000, I feel like 2008, like the movie Taken, anybody? Come on now. Like, we loved the movie Taken. I don't know, when we were that age, like, I wanted to see a dad, like, show up and murder everybody in the most gruesome fashion because you stole his daughter, you know what I mean? Justice, baby. And we left being like, yeah, dude murdered everybody. <laughs> right? We were pumped about it. We're like, make number, th- number. what are they on, six now? Obviously, we loved that movie. I didn't like it after the first one, but I don't know. What, What? Equalizer? Come on, Denzel, anybody? We just love the Equalizer. Equal, finish them, you know? <laughs> Cinderella? I mean, for real, like, think about it. Like, justice is served. These people keep her in, in lock away, and she gets to live happily ever after, and they live with the torment that this woman has now taken the prince. Justice is served. We love justice. And I believe, in fact... We all live looking to be justified whether we have obeyed the rules or we look to be justified by not obeying rules. Somebody, I want to be made right and I'm looking to get right by doing whatever the heck I want. Anybody found that? Anybody found it by obeying the rules or you've tired yet? Let's talk about that today. Let's talk about the truth that Jesus revealed first. In Luke 18, a religious uh, ruler came up to Jesus and he said, hey, how do I get right? How can I be justified? And Jesus said, hey, what's the the book say? And he says, well, it tells me a bunch of laws and it says, well, don't, don't murder, don't lie, don't steal, don't covet, don't do. And he starts labeling them all. And Jesus says, yes, do that and you'll live. But first, before he does, he comes to him, and says, hey, good teacher. And Jesus says, hey, listen, hold on. Good, why do you call me good? There is one that's good, and that's God. Here's why vocabulary is so important. This man said one word being good, and Jesus stops him right in his tracks and says, why do you say that word? Words are very important. Because Jesus knew what this man believed because he said one word good and he says who is good why do you say that there's one that's good and that's God so if you're trying to get good listen to what Jesus says about somebody who wants to get proven good okay and he says what do you got to do to be good Jesus what does the book say don't do this and don't do this and don't do that don't lie don't steal don't covet don't commit adultery don't do these things and Jesus says yeah sure do that and you'll live And then the man says, hey, listen, I've done all that from the beginning. Anybody in here only one who thinks they haven't done that? He said, I've done all that. I I haven't done anything bad. And Jesus says, okay, well, let's up the ante. Let's go a little bit higher. Then here's what I would ask you to do. Give away everything you have to the poor and then come follow me. It says this man leaves sad because he was rich. Then Jesus said, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than it is for the camel to enter through the eye of a needle. Then everybody looks around and goes, how the heck can anybody be saved? And he says, listen, listen, listen. What is impossible for men is possible with God. What's impossible with men is possible with God. With God. Why does he? I, I have a theory. Why does he say it's hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven? Because here's the idea, and we can all debate this rich people work hard. If you stay rich, you work. Now you could have generational wealth, but I believe it decreases. If you keep your wealth, you work and you earn what you deserve. It's very hard to hear the message of Jesus and having, especially live in our culture where we work and we earn everything and we deserve what we get. And the message of Jesus is you can't get what you want to be made right. You can't earn it. And those of us who live in this culture say, I'd rather do it myself. Anybody come on now? I don't want, I don't want anybody's help. I don't want to trust anybody else. This is what Jesus talked about, that it's impossible with men, but possible with God. I found this, uh, anybody uh, ever watch um, Calvin and Hobbes or, or, or look at those uh, uh, comic strips? Anybody? Calvin and Hobbes, right? I found this, I found this comic strip that, that helped me like paint this picture a little bit. Calvin, he looked at Hobbes, he says, hey, I'm getting a little nervous about Christmas. I know it's not Christmas time, but I'm sorry. Hey, I'm getting a little nervous about Christmas. And Hobbes says, you're worried that you haven't been good? And Calvin then says, well, that's just the question. It's all relative. I mean, what's Santa's definition? How good do you have to actually be to qualify as good? Anybody ever asked that question? I mean, I haven't killed anybody. I'm doing pretty good. And that's, that's good, right? I haven't committed any felonies. I didn't start any wars. Would you say that that's pretty good? Wouldn't you say that I've, I should get lots of presents? And Hobbes says, but maybe good is more than the absence of bad. And Calvin said, well, see, that's what worries me. (laughs) I mean, I haven't done all these things, but like, guys, when we really think about, what, I mean, what does it mean to be good? If you've got fear about what it means to be good, then you've got to understand the word justification. And today, I pray that this word, And understanding the clarity of the truth about the word sets us free to get busy doing the right things and worry about the right things. In fact, maybe not worried at all, but enjoy our lives of worship because that's, I believe, what we were designed for. Jesus said something similar and he continues this message in Matthew chapter five. And he says this, you've heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I say, Love your enemies. Here's what it means to be good, guys. Love your enemies. Anybody doing good? How many of you got enemies? Are you loving them unconditionally? Well, you should. But I say love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. How many of you guys just write down all the names of the people who have hurt you or wounded you in your life and you pray for them constantly? you should in that way you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike if you love only those who love you what reward is there for you even corrupt tax collectors do that guys Man, you can go down anywhere and people are going to take care of their people. You know what I mean? They're going to take care of theirs. We are no different if we just simply take care of ours. Let's go take care of people who hate us. That's what it means to be good. Come on now. Any good people in the room left? I'm feeling a little bit hot, you know? Even pagans do that. But here, here, here's the line. But you are to be perfect even as your heavenly father in heaven is perfect. Guys, I I went to church a lot and I read the Bible on my own time as a kid. And I I remember coming across this passage and I was like, I'm doomed. Anybody remember this passage or you read this and you're like, I don't, this is what Jesus said. Like he told me the truth. Like (laughs) I'm the only one. (laughs) Anybody? Thank you, man, like. I read this and it confused the heck out of me because I didn't see the whole picture of like the whole book. I took that one last line cuz that's what got me. I was like, "Well, that ain't me cuz so what do I do? <laughs> I'm in big trouble." Anybody? When Jesus came to reveal the truth, he was talking to groups of people who thought that they were accomplishing the truth. They thought that they were okay with God because of their actions. Jesus came to show them he upped the ante and made it impossible for anyone to write themselves. This is what Jesus came to reveal to the world. So when he says, you gotta be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect to do this thing right, everyone in the crowd, how can anybody be saved? I'll say it again. What's impossible for men is possible for God. Listen to me. What is impossible for men is possible with God. And this is the truth that can transform our lives today. Then we get to Paul. Now, let's get to the clarifying section of the message. Let's make sense of what Jesus was teaching. The apostle Paul wrote a letter to the churches of people who had been baptized into Jesus, received the very spirit of truth, and then began to trust back in their own works for the rightness with God, and began to teach other people that. Paul shows up to say, "Hey guys, remember what I said a couple weeks ago? He writes them a letter He goes, "You fools! Can you imagine me writing you a letter and being like, "Fools!" <laughs> Some of you probably can. I'm sorry. Sometimes I can be <laughs> crass. I'm sorry. I'm passionate because I, man, I just I love Jesus, man, and I, I just want everybody to know Him. And sometimes I can come across like that. And I don't, if I ever do, like you can tell me, like Jay, you're sounding a little bit like a jerk and a bully. And I promise you, like I, I truly, like I'll say that with, like truth, I, I can I can kind of bend that way sometimes, especially when I start feeling like I'm doing it better than everybody. That's when you can know Jay's struggling. When I start feeling like a bully up here, you need to come and say, hey, man, you, you're starting to be, feel a little mean. And I will know exactly. You say, you okay? You need to be reminded of the truth. You were saved by grace, man. Say, like, man, you're right. And if I don't say you're right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go find everybody who's on team with me or my family or people close to me, and I want you all to come to me, okay? This is how we know um, that, that we're gonna keep walking the journey together. I'm in process with you, okay? So as I open up the word, y'all, like, I'm justified by faith, but sometimes I get off balance too, okay? And uh, I I just want us to be really aware of that. Paul talks to a group of people and he says, you fools, who's hypnotized you? You started in the spirit and now you're stepping away from the power of God and into the power of your works. You're not gonna stay powerful for long. And he begins to explain what our theology or our message really is. Let's understand the word justification according to what Paul says. You ready? Galatians 2. If you've got your Bible, you can turn there with me. And we're going to dive into Paul's explanation of understanding and making sense of what Jesus said. Be perfect. Then you'll be like God's children. All right. Chapter 2, verse 15 through 22. 16 through 21, sorry. And I'm reading from a translation called New Living Translation. I find that translation to be easy to read. I struggle with words at times and it brings a good storyline for me. So I'm gonna read that from that. Um, ESV is what I usually read from and it's like literal word for word. So if you are looking for different translations, should be nearly the exact same. It's just different words to help us understand a little bit better, Okay. Galatians 2, starting verse 16. He's talking to a group of Jews, and he says, "Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law, and we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we might be made right with God, what? because of our faith in Christ. I really want to stop right there and I want to jump to uh, a couple different translations that I read about this. We got those slides and I want to show you, I'm jumping a little bit. But the ESV, I want to show you this. Yet we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. When I read that translation, part of me goes, well, how much faith do I have to have? Like, is it a lot? Still feels like it's in my, in, my, in my abilities, right? The NLT does a little bit better job, I think, where he says, yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. So it's through faith in Jesus, by faith in Jesus. Here's, here's why it's challenging. That word in the Greek can be translated a little bit differently by the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. You are not saved by your work, but by the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. So what have we done? We have put all of our trust. I have died to my own works and actions, and I've come out of this water to live trusting, not my faithfulness, but his. This message, if you understand this message, the whole Bible will begin to make sense. Second Timothy then says, when I am faithless, he is faithful. So my faith, my trust is not in anything I've done, not even in my faith, guys. I'm not even faithful in my faith. (laughs) I have chosen to put all of my trust in the faithfulness of Jesus. And the promise is that he will justify you. And that word justified is a word that Paul used out of the courtroom. And it means to look at the evidence and declare someone verdict, not guilty. So um, picture this. I've got a picture for this. And I'm gonna get to that in a second. Let's finish reading. Verse 17. But suppose that we seek to be made right with God through faith in Christ And then we're found guilty because we've abandoned the law. Would that mean that Christ has led us into sin? Absolutely not. Rather, I am a sinner if I rebuild the old system of the law I already tore down. I'm going to explain that in a second. For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. Has anybody read the word and been like, I'm going to do it better? Anybody? I promise we probably all have. I'm going, hey guys, January 2021, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up and I'm going to get closer to God. Anybody? Come on. We're in 2022. Now, how many of y'all got closer? For a week, right? But you try to obey and you try to do those things and you find yourself more condemned than you were before. Anybody? I feel worse off now that I tried, <laughs> right? It's just me. Here's the deal. Let's talk back and forth, okay? Um, Can we, let's, you, a little nod or like a, nope, you're an idiot. Get off the stage, everybody, you know? Like, at least give me like, nope, or or, yeah. Like, let's, we'll have a conversation. We'll have fun here. Is that cool? Can we do that? Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. No, I like that. I don't care if it's a no. That's good. Say, shut up, man. Hard to listen to you. (laughs) When I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I died to the law. It murdered me. I let it murder me. I stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might, so, listen to this, so that I might actually live for God. My old self was crucified with Christ. That means I took all my mess and I brought it to the cross and I left it there. And I died with him and he became sin for me so that I would not be sin anymore. My old self was crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That is a weird sentence. So, Paul, you're telling me, hold on. I have been dead, and now I am living. You see, this theology is challenging because if you, re- if you get one part without the other, you'll say, well, I have died with Christ, so nothing really matters. And like, he's just going to handle it, so hey guys, whatever. That's not what he, he doesn't say that. He says, I have been crucified with Christ, and then I receive life from him, and the life I now live, I live totally different because all of my trust is in something else, and I'm moving like this toward the one who has saved me. There's a response, but that response is not looking inward and trying to fix this thing all the time. It's trusting the one who has fixed you fully and perfectly. I pray that this message is a deep revelation for some of us who've been in the church maybe a long time. And he says this in verse 21. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. I do not treat the grace of God or the favor of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make me right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Guys, if you could do anything to earn the favor of God, then he didn't have to do what he did. He did everything he had to do to make everything you had to be perfect. Receive that by faith and it will be life to your bones. This is the truth that we are baptized into. And when you are baptized into this truth. The door from heaven opens and he opens it and pours his Holy Spirit within you. You are reborn a brand new life. This is why Megan's countenance is different. She received this truth. Hey, it's like a weight off your shoulders, isn't it? Thank you, gi uh, I don't got to worry about me no more. Thank you. Hey, Meg, now you can think about your neighbor because you're good. Come on. I pray that this relieves many of us in this room to actually be set free to care for our neighbors and our Right around us, or even the people who work with us, you are set free. He has set you free. I wrote it this way The faithfulness of Christ is our faith. The faithfulness of Christ is our faith, and our faith in Him has justified us. I got this, and it took me forever to find one of these did you know they don't make things like this anymore? I had no idea. But apparently the craftsmanship to do something like this is pretty enormous. And I, when I was writing this, when I was thinking about this, y'all, like I started reading the entire like New Testament and Paul's letters and everything like just came like fresh alive to me. And I, I mean, like as I'm studying this, like my, like, my in, like I was just beginning to get flooded with joy in my heart. And I was like fresh, like worship in my soul. And when I was worshiping the man, I, I saw this picture in my mind and I wanted to show it to you. And I went searching for this. And thanks to my mother, who is just a dear person in my life, who went to the antique mall and did something rational and found this for me. Thank you, Mama Jen. I love you. I couldn't do this without you. But I got this picture. And if you didn't understand the message, some of us need pictures. And I don't want to show you the picture is like this every one of us lives life and we live life and we have experiences and our experiences can be weighty and when we make experiences if you think back on your life like you've made you've made decisions that you can't go back and fix Do you ever you ever make a decision and you instantly want to go back anybody like i knew it was bad shoot come on we all have and then you you try to make it right, but you try to make it right the way you think you can make it right. Anybody? And you you try to do something else by you covered anybody covered up? Anybody ever like you, anybody bad talk somebody else and it makes the problem expand and you're like and the walls start closing in on you and everybody starts figuring you out. Anybody? You get through that experience right and you're like I'm going to I'm going to do better this time, right? And you're going to fix it. And so you actively move on this side and you're like, I've got to fix the issue. And I've got to justify the situation, right? Anybody? And you start working to make it right. And you do this the best you can, as long as you can, i.e. New Year's resolution 2021. (laughs) Come on, right? And I start doing really good until I'm just like, you know what? I'm getting tired of standing here and honestly, frankly, bored. I just need a new... I just need another experience, anybody? I'm just bored. I'm just tired of trying. Us creative brain people, we understand that, okay? You aren't living more experiences, living more years, and it gets bigger, and it gets bigger, and it gets bigger, whatever it is. Experience. Now, we all want to be justified. I want to I I be Right. I want to get it right. There's, there's two ways that you decide to get it right. One, by having laws in your life and obeying them well. You're going to write it, and some of you are incredible. Can I just tell you, like, high achieving, high functioning, Elon Musk style people, amazing, right? You just, you just kill it. I'll admit, you're a better human than me. You're just better way to go. There's another group of people in the room though, who tried to be right. I want to feel right by honestly screwing the law and doing whatever and writing the laws. My friends used to say, my one friend who made bad decisions in his life said, losers follow the rules and winners make them. What was his motto. I was like, man, I like that. (laughs) Let's make the rules. Anybody made the rules for a time in your life? Just, just, it works for a minute. And then you get arrested, you know, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> or you do something you really regret and you got a bunch of weight over here, right? Either way, here's the image I got from this passage. Either way, whether you want to obey the rules or whether you want to make them, there's still a scale in our life to where we do this and we live doing this. I, I, I'm, hey guys, I'm starting to get it. I mean, honestly, I'm doing pretty good. Look at your skill. Like, I'm doing a lot better than you guys. Working really hard at this. And you live life like this, man. You get worn out, man. And today, if you're worn out, join the club. But in fact, don't just join the club of 2022. Join the ministry of Paul. Think about this. If you're struggling with this, guys, they were struggling with this thousands of years ago. Come on. You know, think about it. Humans haven't changed a bit. This message is powerful though. And when it says that through faith, Jesus justifies you, literally, it means that evidence is brought in and the scale Is brought and it's balanced. Not because of work I've done, but because I stopped doing work and I said, I'm gonna trust the one who could do the work. Paul's saying, get your hands off the scale. Get your hands off the scale. Now, y'all, I got so much more time for activities. (laughs) My hands are free. I mean, right, like you wanna do karate in the garage? Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. We're free. I mean, joy is in my heart. Do you know what it feels like to let go of the scale? I promise you, it is absolute freedom. And we're gonna talk about what Paul continues to say about freedom in the next couple of days. Next couple of weeks, sorry. And I can't wait to share that with y'all. But to balance the scales, how can you do it? I'll say it again. It is impossible for men, but what is impossible for a man or a woman is possible with God. Do you need to let go of the scale today? In any way, I invite you to do that. Right now, right where you are, Uh, I believe we're all on this journey together and I believe we all have the tendency to come back here Or Paul wouldn't have written a letter to people who have been filled with the Spirit of God. Listen to me, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and he came to them, he said, let go of the scale, let go of the scale. So right now in this room, I know, I know that we all have the tendency to come back here. What's what's the scale doing in your life? Are you doing better than everybody? Why? Answer that question, why? Why? Why do you feel that way? Somebody wronged you? Go back to the scale. Have you wronged somebody? What justified you? What does the person in your life need now? Do they need to be fixed? Do you need to add things to the other side for them? Do you need to tell them how to do it? Or do you need to invite them into the one who can do it? (laughs) Come on now, somebody. You have been set free to live the life that Jesus lived. That's why Paul says, hey guys, come imitate me as I imitate Jesus himself. You get to pull your hands off the scale so you can actually go do something. We've been invited into Jesus' life to do the things he did. I I pray that this sets you free today. Be justified and trust Jesus to justify you. Listen, if you haven't officially made that decision, make it today. Just say, Jesus, I want you to justify me and I'm not gonna trust in my work, I'm gonna trust in yours. Jesus, I trust you to be the king, not me. I trust you to do the work, not my work. I no longer rest in my own abilities, I rest in yours. Right there. I believe the door of heaven opens in your life. That's the first time I want you to come talk to me and hey, let's get baptized after service. Let's surrender, let's trust, let's be reborn and let's come walk together in the journey of following him. Right where you are, would you bow your heads? Let's just bow your head. How has the Lord spoke to you today through his word? What has spoken to your heart? Talk to him. if you're in Christ you're coming to your father say dad are you having trouble receiving this truth by faith that you're actually righted with him Just by faith, would you just say, thank you for making me right with you? Thank you for making me right. I receive this by faith the best I can right now. And right there, I wanna invite you into an encounter every single morning. When you wake up every single morning, would you start your morning off like that? When you open your eyes, God, I pray for the grace would fall upon us that we would just consider that. Every single morning, Lord, I pray that the people in the sound of my voice would wake up just saying, thank you that you have made me right. And I've trusted in your work through your son, Jesus. Thank you for making me right. Now, Lord, send us to be your hands and feet. I'm not gonna worry about my life because I've, it's been crucified. And the life I live, I live by faith in your work. Allow us just to worship. Allow us to worship. Father, I pray right now, that we would step into worship, that we would all step into another step of thankfulness. And we recognize you, that you have balanced our scales and justified us in ways we could never do on our own. We say, thank you, God. Thank you, God.